0: To tell podcast episode 212 dexter henry brian fonseca here hope everybody is well brian how you doing
1: 212 huh
0: 212 man episode huh. 212 numbers that, going up
1: yeah this is uh, 212 shout out to uh manhattan i guess if you want to do that <laughs> Even though I just shit it on like half of their <laughs> half of the burrow <laughs> a couple episodes ago, whenever we did the brackets. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I, I, see, I forgot about that already.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: "Yo, son. I get, yo, I'm, I'm, I was hot about that. I'm still hot about that. I actually had, so I actually <laughs> found the bracket. I was doing some, some, some winter cleaning on the laptop over here. I actually found the bracket on my desktop and I impassionately deleted it. <laughs> got it out of here, put it in my bin, and got rid of it. I was like, Get the uh... fuck out of here. I never want to see this shit again. Fucking <laughs> okay. all Manhattan season number Who ended up winning that tournament? Was it
0: Jackson Heights? I think it was Jackson Heights. I think it was Alright, that's fine.
1: That's yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have said that probably, you know, some years ago. But you know, they. Uh, you
0: somebody's know. got. Look again. Somebody's got to come and do a better one, and, and you know, hopefully that happens. Hopefully. Jackson
1: happens. Heights is super diverse, but I don't even like Jackson Heights like that. Like that to have yeah. to win the whole bracket. Like I don't think Jackson Heights is better than Forest Hills. We're not doing this again.
0: Yeah, we're not. We're <laughs> not. We're not, not doing it again. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, in a world of sports, uh, music, a uh, lot of things to talk about. Uh, we just coming off the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Rams. Los Angeles Rams won Super Bowl 56. Uh, shout out to Aaron Donald, a pit legend, out there now, Super Bowl champion. Thank you, Rams. Um, Sincerely. Fuck yes. Man. And we'll get to that in a second. Thank Ugh. you to the Rams because had the Rams uh not got this done, whew, things could uh things could have got very annoying. Brian and I would have been annoyed because we all oh, man, this this podcast would have been different. We're still going to hit on some of that, but it would have been different. But When it came to the Super Bowl, a lot of people were talking about the Super Bowl halftime show, the G Funk halftime show, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem. We saw a special guest appearance from 50 Cent, um, which I kind of thought could happen because a friend told me he's like, "Yo, that'd be kind of cool if 50 came and was good." Anderson Pack made a uh, cameo there as well too. Um, Happy
1: as hell. Happy
0: as hell to just be on the drums out there. Yeah, man, jamming, son. Yeah, I still need, <laughs> I still need to see, I still need to see him live. Still deciding if I maybe we'll make it out to one of these uh, Silk Sonic uh, concerts out in Vegas. We'll see how these numbers are looking. Uh, but the Super Bowl halftime show, a lot of reaction from people, and if you looked on Twitter and other social me- media spaces, I mean, it was kind of clear who was really rocking with the halftime show and who was not basically a two Americas thing here you can see going on who was rocking who was not I did think and I talked about this with Michael Grady yesterday on the NBA exchange I don't know how you felt about it V. I I thought it was a really dope show I thought it was good now I think some people went too far talking about it's the greatest Super Bowl show of all time and some of those people I'm looking at like okay how many Super Bowls have you seen how many Super Bowl halftime shows have you seen because people just want to put this up as it's the greatest and they've seen like 15 Super Bowls. Okay, fine. I thought it was really good, except for, here are my, he, my only issue, and then there were people who took this into a, oh, well, you know, there should have been more songs. People don't understand, like, Super Bowl halftime shows are like 15 minutes. That's it. They have to bring out the whole set. It's 15 minutes. They got to, you know, do a pre and post. They got to get back to the TV broadcast. You don't have a lot of time here. But I thought it was good the way, considering it's five acts, right? They weave their way through all the different acts. I thought the transitions were really good. It was really smooth. I liked the set. It looked good. The downside for me, which is probably sad for me because she was the first person who I've ever saw a concert live performing, Mary J. Blige. Number one, Mary J. clearly was not singing Family Affair. She was lip syncing through that. And it was like, Mary, you can blow, like. I understand maybe you didn't want to do it with all the movement. I don't know what her situation was cuz had been out of breath. I get all that. But don't no lip sync. No, no nobody came came here for this, okay? And then you know her her second song choice um no more drama was you know it's it's a it's a great song. Fantastic song. One of her biggest hits, but I just didn't think it fit into the set of a Super Bowl halftime show. That was it. She sung it well. It was fine, but like that I was fine with that. That was really my only qualm here. I'm not one to get into a debate about, oh, there could have been this song or that song. There's limited amount of time. Most of the, they picked, you know, their the couple of best songs for medley. Snoop, you know, did what he did. Dre ends with still DRE. I thought it was fine. Like, they picked fine songs, like I said, outside of No More Drama. You know, what, what do you want? It's a really dope halftime show. It probably deserves to be up there in the top five or something. Greatest of all time? Nah. This isn't better than MJ. This isn't better than Prince when he performed at the halftime show. And it's not better than Beyonce. Those are three off the top. It's definitely not better than. So, nah, like people could calm down on it, but we always have to do this. Gotta say something is the best in the moment. And, it, you know, and I take it with a grain of salt from people who've only watched like 10 Super Bowls. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking you seriously. Like, you haven't watched enough Super Bowls and I'm not necessarily sure your music taste has been evolved out enough to, to know that. But, you know, that's it. What do you think of the show, J um, uh, J-Lo and Shakira,
1: for me, uh, is the best halftime show ever. Really? I don't care what anybody else has to really? say. Really? I thought I, it was
0: good. I don't think it was like that. I'm showing my bias, Dex. That's all I'm doing. I'm just oh, being, oh. I'm just being oh, out of front. Oh, okay. You're riding with your people. I, you, yeah, know, yeah, I'm never, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, that.
1: We don't get a lot of that. Um, I was reeducated yesterday, actually, on this note. I was watching Dark Side of the 90s and they were talking about uh, the dot-com boom from the early 2000s, late 90s, and how Pets.com went through a fuck ton of money and just flamed out in two years. I was reminded that during that Super Bowl, Rams versus Titans, Rams coincidentally, uh, from the year 2000, a lot of dot-coms were spending a fuck ton of money uh, making that sort of Super Bowl, uh, making the commercials what it was, and um I was reminded that Enrique Iglesias and uh, Christina Aguilera performed at the Super Bowl which wow. I don't remember. I haven't I remember seen that. that in a while. Was I it good? That. I don't remember it. It
0: was it was it was solid for me. I was more here for the Christina Aguilera than the Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. But uh not that Enrique Iglesias isn't good cuz he is. He's dope. But it was yeah, it was good. It was solid. I don't think it was amazing. I would, I would put Shakira and J Lo definitely over that for sure. Yeah,
1: Shakira and J Lo for me. I mean, you know, they shook their ass on camera like it. You know, listen, like was, come no, on,
0: sorry. listen that that. Like. Listen, I, I might, I might say in my lifetime, I might say it is in the top ten. I would probably say that. I'm not yeah. putting it number one. Uh, it might actually be even top seven now. I think about it a little bit more. Probably it's but.
1: it's it's very memorable. Uh, I thought. I thought Janet Jackson, and Justin Timberlake was memorable, albeit you know. I remember. I were going into school the next day and we were talking about that. And we were like very young to be talking about
0: that. Yeah, I can only, oh. imagine, things, I can only imagine things you young the, the, when you're young and you saw what occurred. What you said? Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty yeah, sure think
1: of, that was the first person a lot of people saw a titty. That, that was the first time a lot of people saw a titty. You know what I mean? Like that was it. So a whole generation of children, anyway. Back to yes. yesterday, so or Sunday, but yeah, no, the Super Bowl performance I felt was really good. Like I think a lot of people were. I saw a couple of people tweet that oh the weekend was better. It took more chances. Da 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 I was like yeah, I don't really care about taking chances for the Super Bowl necessarily. I just care about like putting on a good performance. And these were generally people that I wanted to see, Dr. Dre and Kendrick Lamar especially. Snoop Dogg, I feel like I just see him all the time. Mary J. Blige, I mean, I don't dislike her, but I'm also not like a huge fan. Like it's not really my bag necessarily, but I respect the work that she's done. And She's obviously worked with a lot of my favorite acts, but like, you know, I wasn't like, oh shit, Mary J's gonna be there, so I'm definitely gonna be locked in. It was like whatever to me. Same thing with Eminem. Like he's somebody who I think is one of the best rappers ever, but I don't think that he's had a body of work that I've really enjoyed front to back since 2002. So you're talking about the Eminem show there, and since then it's been you know like there's been a lot of okay albums and a lot of duds, and thankfully and you know there's a reason he didn't perform any of those songs right like he performed what lose I yourself it. That, and was it. Lose that was it lose uh, he didn't do forgot about Dre yeah he did oh yeah he he, he, he
0: opened he opened with that with like <clears> taking, <throat> taking the hook yeah and then did lose he listen. I thought everybody chose the right songs. Eminem chose the right song. Lose Yourself is what you got to play. We have seen this- we, With how two many times, white quarterbacks- Yes. And how many Cooper times did come, we hear Lose you gotta Yourself? You got to play Lose Yourself. You got you gotta to. Play Lose Yourself. How many, Lose Yourself is one of those uh, hip-hop songs that like everybody loves. And the yeah. white people really, really love. We used yeah. to remember hearing uh, Lose Yourself <laughs> at- We used to hear Lose Yourself at- um, when we worked at St. Francis, right? And they'd be playing it before the games. And shout out to my man, Paul Becker, who used to produce on the project. <laughs> my man, Paul Becker, used to be jamming to Lose Yourself, man. All you our white that. homies love fucking I love himself. the song. It's a, great song. It's, a mean, great song. it's an absolutely great song. So, you know, Emin- <clears throat> Eminem, uh, you know, chose that. Eminem, we should note, Brian, got the loudest ovation uh, at the Super Bowl. I mean, not surprising, because it's the Super Bowl. But like, yeah. like, you would have
1: thought it should have been Dre, because LA and all this shit, whatever, but you no, know, it's a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's Super Bowl, it's New LA. You know what I mean? Like it, if this was a couple of eras ago, Dre and or Snoop would have gotten the loudest
0: salvation, maybe. Um Kendrick Lamar, <clears throat> I was I mean, like I, I mean I mean, sorry to say, if yeah. it was a if it was a couple of eras ago, uh Dre and Snoop would not have been performing there. Like like yeah, no, that, that's that's something that has mm. to be noted. Like You have to think about, like, in terms of hip-hop, and we talk a lot of hip-hop on this podcast, B, like, these are, this for, I think, a lot of people that are, like, my age, late 30s, early 40s, yo, we've been waiting to see a show like this at the Super Bowl. This was never going to happen when we were kids right? Hip-hop was kind of like, nah, you don't do that. It was, it's it was always thing. pop. wreck it, it was always, always pop. Yeah, yeah, always, right? So, you know, MJ could get there, like I said, and Prince could get there, because mm-hmm. they, they were, you know, MJ, King Pop, right? Prince, they, they were the kind of artists that could get there. But I think for particularly, I'm talking about a lot of black people and hip-hop fans, to have hip-hop artists of that magnitude on that stage, even an R&B act like a Mary J. Yeah, that's crazy. That, like, this has never happened before. I hope I hope it opens doors for other hip hop acts to do stuff at future halftime shows. Like that's something I do hope that comes out of this. I like I'm not going crazy over the halftime show. Thought it was really dope. Hopefully it opens doors for more. I want to circle back to that in a second. Like yeah. what
1: other hip hop acts we think could follow. Um, but I'll keep let's 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 put that in our pocket for now. But, like, in terms of the halftime show, I, look, it was good. Also, I just wanted to throw this in there. It was good to see Kendrick again because, you know, we haven't seen him. We don't really see him. We don't really hear from him. He hasn't released an album in about five years, almost exactly. Dan was, like, April of 2017, I believe. Um, I was hoping that we would get some sort of album announcement, whatever. Not necessarily on the show because, as you mentioned, press for time. Probably does not going to have the time or the platform to do it. He wasn't the front man there. Dr. Dre was. But it was just good to see a lot of those people and, you know, to see 50 Cent. It wasn't something I needed necessarily, but I think that, like, it's a good reminder for people that he was at one point in 2003 when hip hop was really on fire. He was the biggest act in the sport, if you want to call it a sport, which some people within uh, music do. So, look. I thought it was a great performance. I was happy to see everybody. I was curious about the. Um, I was thinking about this deck's the the whole setup, like mm-hmm. the the you know the white platforms and shit like that. It looked cool when people were on top of it, right? But when they were inside or whatever, it's. I wonder how that would have looked in the arena. But I feel like generally with halftime performances and performances in big stadiums, it's probably hard to see the act, and you're probably looking at the jumbotron most of the time anyway. So.
0: Yeah, you are. You are for that. And I, I think people should know it's a lot of work that goes into these halftime performances. I was there. Uh so I have I've covered two Super Bowls, so I was there for Beyonce's performance. Uh I believe that was after the 2014 or 2015. See, 20 Yeah, it's 2014, January 2014. That was the, the Kaepernick Super Bowl, wasn't it? Uh no. That was. that was the I'm look this well, up. It's a it's Super Bowl where the uh what you call it got demolished, man. Um the Broncos the got demolished by the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. That oh, Twenty sixteen. No, twenty it was twenty sixteen. So Super Bowl we, fifty. So oh so that was the Broncos, Panthers. Bronco, Broncos Newen. Panthers with Cam with Cam Newen. yeah. So that was an, as another great one. Oh, um, I can't get who, that one, man. I'm forgetting who performed. Oh no, Bruno Mars performed at the one where I was here in New York. And I remember seeing them bring out the little setup stuff for him, uh, which was also another good show. Bruno Mars performed at that one. Um, so I've seen that and like, yeah, it's a lot of work that goes into the stuff. I like the set. I thought it was cool. You're like, you're right about that though, when you're in that stadium, you're not probably can't get to see all that detail depending on where you're sitting, unless you're really close. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Most people who are far away, or depending on the angle, they're watching that on the jumbotron or whatever it may be. So, you know, that's it. But yeah, I thought it was a good halftime show. I thought it was enjoyable, and like I said, hopefully it opens up doors for other hip hop acts um to, fo- to follow there. And, and who we can see who that. X? Who are we thinking? Because it's crazy. Because when you mention that,
1: like, I all right, I know, I know Drake is probably like the obvious one, right? But I don't want to see that shit. So
0: I was thinking about
1: like actual
0: hip-hop I would, acts. I wouldn't mind seeing Drake, man.
1: Drake would, was, be, Drake would be a great one. I was thinking about actual hip-hop acts. And Drake is more you, of like...
0: Actual hip-hop acts? No, because yeah. like, like
1: Dr. Drake's is hip-hop, right? Drake is hip-hop slash pop. Like if he does a Super Bowl, he's probably going to
0: perform all his pop records for the most part. Yeah, but see, nobody's going to perform... Like this is what we have to understand here. Nobody's going to perform any like there's certain songs that i would have loved to you think i would like to see dre perform explosive that's not happening you know what i'm saying like i know that's not happening like you gotta be real on this like you know this is not gonna happen i wanted him to perform some of his gta shit nah, man, the new not songs not. are fire nah, but he you know anything. what yeah but you know what that but that doesn't hasn't hit with everybody no of
1: course not you no, got to you
0: know what you know what you're getting it's like if jay or nas did a did something we know what we're getting. Now, I think those guys would be dope if you did that. Like, here's what I want. They you know should what? do... No. Stop right they, here. They I should do... I think you know where I'm going. I think I know Jay where you're going. and not. I agree. They I do. agree. Just do both of them. I agree. Which <laughs> which would give you... what well, You know what I would like? Just I don't perform like, black Republican. I don't, not, I don't want <laughs> that in this climate. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> we, we, while, while I like that song, we don't. We don't need that message out there to the NFL. That had
1: a different connotation. It did. 15 years ago when it came out than okay, now. I, I and agree. Nas and Jay would probably acknowledge it would not make that song Black Republican now
0: Probably. Pro- could. So, probably, yeah. I, I I would. Um, I I think uh, there's another person. I think she should she should to. too. well. we get to that. I think what we need is, is you see how they had like the no. the G Funk West Coast with this. All right, let's get a. New York, East Coast, hip hop sort of versus football. Give me Jay, give me Nas, give me some LL Cool J up in there, right? Okay. Um, I'm trying to I think I think that's good. You could bring out the
1: Wu-Tang for
0: for I, I was going to say that. You bring out some members of the Wu for something mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about maybe one more one more person you could do. The Wu's think, like 9, so I think we're good. <laughs> Yeah, but I see I, I think you maybe only get a few members of the Wu. Maybe you just bring like Ray and Ghost. Method and, Man's and then, a must. And yeah, and, <laughs> and, and and like that, I don't know who you're gonna do for a, a a fourth act. I'm really thinking about it has to be somebody that's good. And Rizzo, like, would be there too, because he's like, Yeah, you'd have two on the set. Yeah, yeah, so I'm thinking about who else you would do as a I'm trying to keep it like with five. A fourth person, I, I would love to I would love to throw a... a, a you know what? You know what i put you know what I'll put up in there? Get, give me a little fat Joe and Remy Ma, yeah, you know, like so we that. get some stuff for people uptown. We get our Latinos up in there, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Part. That's that's a nice that's little perfect. show. That's perfect. That's a nice little New York I will watch show, that. right? Oh, yeah. Watch that. Well, true. we got look, we represented. We oh, the only thing we didn't do is we didn't get any Harlem, any Harlem up in there for, for Manhattan. But we got Brooklyn, we got Queens, we got a little Staten Island, we got the Bronx up in there. Yeah. All right, you yeah. know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I mate. You want you wanna throw it? You want to throw it? I don't know what Dipset is gonna do. You wanna throw in Cam? Oh, that's something? true, actually. But I, I don't
1: I I don't know if the Super Bowl will go for Dipset necessarily. I, I think, yeah. You know what <laughs> I
0: mean? Like- <laughs> I don't know, know about that. See now, see
1: the- now, now, now I think yes. Jadakiss could get there. Like as a as a guest appearance
0: with like, if we're in the show, we're oh, talking Oh, you know, you know who's got to be in there? I, I forgot. Like, you can't you can't do anything in New York hip-hop and not put... You got to get Diddy and some Bad Boy ties up in there. Got to. That has to be up in the show. I you don't gotta, need it, but I, I get it. But the, the thing is, they got enough... They have enough major national hits. That's what you got to think about, the audience. Yeah. You take New York, but you're pushing out major national hits. All those people I mentioned, they have major national hip-hop classic hits. So
1: in this in this hypothetical show we're yes. doing, if you notice that like the one that we just talked about, everyone did basically like two ish songs each, like yeah. two three songs each, except for Dre and you know cuz right. Dre it was Dre's uh sort of piecing together. I'm wondering like what are the for Nas and Jay in particular? Let's stick with them. What are the songs that
0: they're gonna go with? I feel like Jay Jay is a little more like obvious. Jay Jay is obvious. Jay, Jay is if, and especially if you have Jay closing. Jay is obviously going with Empire State of Mind. That will be oh, one of the songs oh. played. <laughs> oh my god. But 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 Brian, you gotta th- I, mean, I know, Brian, I know. It's a TV halftime spectacular. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Is you he gotta, gonna do that in PSA? PSA, let me tell you something. If you have for anybody, <laughs> if you haven't seen PSA live, then like that is one of Jay's best live. Now the other one is You Don't Know, which I would love for him to perform, but that's not gonna happen.
1: No, uh, right? that's, 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 I think I think it would be Empire State of Mind, PSA. Honestly,
0: that, I'd be, fine,
1: but I'm fine with that. His PSA still plays in a lot of arenas. I'm thinking about the song, like I'm thinking about what are the songs that I typically hear when guys are bringing the ball up the court, or during a timeout in an NFL game, or like PSA is one that's played pretty regularly. Nas has know. a couple. Nas has made you look. I don't know if he'll perform that at the I, not I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's. I,
0: like, he might do a little. He intro would do on hate the me hook. Hate me now? See, but that's why you need Puff there. Okay. Yeah. Then you transition <laughs> to Puff. <laughs> yeah, Here, yeah, yeah. we're, we're producing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 Nas has a lot of stuff that, like, he's not. you're not going to do, like, you owe me. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> Simply because nothing off of Nostradamus should be done. Really? Um, I but I do think does he do anything from illmatic at the Super Bowl? I mean, if it was me, I think he could do it. Ain't, ha- ain't hard to tell. We want that. Uh, I <laughs> think that would be good. I think he does something old, it could be that. I think there'd be some playing, at least maybe not the whole song, but playing of New York State of Mind. I think that's possible.
1: Yeah, I don't think but, he would like do it, do it, but yeah. Um, but You'll I probably think find some sort of New York. Not, state of mind Nas
0: American is not favorite, as but. Nas is not as clear cut. So I understand your point. I think. Oh, you know, if I ruled the world, if I ruled the world, is a good He'd one. Probably do that. Uh, I don't know how the NFL. I mean, I love. There's a lot of black empowerment there. NFL might not love that, but I love it. Um, I think mic, that's. I think not, those
1: are the two. He would do if I ruled the world, and I, I think. I think he might. You know what? Actually, there's yeah, yeah. a blend where you could do like some sort of one mic PSA
0: sort of like. I don't know. Listen, I see what you think. See, we we can't get, we're giving away too much to the people, man. We can't be, (laughs) we can't be doing that. But I do, I do agree. I think our lineup that we have would be good. Like, yo, let's get this done. New York, hip hop, Super Bowl. We need it. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. We need, we need it. All right. We're going to move on. we're going to talk about everybody's favorite quarterback, America's favorite quarterback, Brian's favorite quarterback, Mr. Joe Burrow. All right. You see, if you're watching this, you see the little lower third we have. There's a lot of talk about Joe Burrow. <laughs> now people are saying Joe Burrow transcends race. First of all, let me be clear. Let me be clear about something. We should quick. put that in quotes so we don't get aggregated. Yeah, we didn't say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say who who said this. Let, let, <laughs> let me let me be clear. Yes, we're not saying that Joe Burrow transcends race. There was a article written by Ben, and I pro- apologize, Mister Ben, if I mess up your last name, Spiegel. I believe it is from the New York Times. Spiegel. I Spiegel. think that's it. And it's nice fit Joe Burrow belongs to everyone. And to sum up this article, Mr. Spiegel says that Joe Burrow transcends race. I'd like to say something. I hate that term. I hate the term <laughs> when people say transcends race. Because all transcends race really means is that oh, this person's comfortable enough for white people, right? And to some degree, black people rock with this person too. If it's the other way, if a black person transcends race, it really means that like, oh, white people are comfortable with that. And If a white person to transcends race, it means that white people have found it cool that they do some quote-unquote black things, which is a lot of what's happening around here with Joe Burrow. I saw this. Brian actually brought this to my attention, so I'm clear. Brian sent me this, and I saw this, and I saw people ripping Mr. Spiegel for this, and rightfully they should have. Um, I'm not gonna. I, I if you want to read this article, go ahead. Fine. Uh, I think if you think very <laughs> similarly to the way that Brian and I think, then we will have a problem with it. But I think the standout quote from this article, and I like to read it, and this came from uh somebody. The last name was Deoka. I just want Jeffrey Montez Deoka. Okay. Um, who's a sociology professor and the founding director of the Center for the Critical Study of Sport at the University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. He said, quote, there's this tradition of white athletic excellence at a time when the quarterback position is changing, becoming more black. Quote, the coolness of Joe Burrow is connected to a black aesthetic, unlike Tom Brady, who's such a white quarterback. When you have a white quarterback like Burrow, who can code switch? <laughs> who can code switch? Yo, that makes <laughs> An especially effective face of the NFL. For context, people, I believe, at least, Brian, that Mr. Spiegel, or this wasn't his direct quote, right? But uh, Dioka is talking about the code switching of Joe Burrow. The code switching, I'm putting that in air quotes, is the fact that he's worn some clothes that seem to be a little bit more urban or black, which is what y'all want to say. Or he's been so, sort of cool. He seems like the kind of brother, white brother that you can bring to the barbecue. I get all that. Get that doesn't mean that he transcends race. We do this thing, and I've seen this particularly with quarterbacks where it's like the white quarterback is more free and open and so cool, and that's great for the game. But when the black quarterback does it, especially, and I should also add the word expressive let me add that because Joe Burrow has been expressive with his style and whatever. You know, who was expressive with their style for a while? Cam Newton. Okay, Cam Newton's been expressive with his style, and people here are acting as though this is some impressive thing brian what what do you think about this i think there's a double standard around how players like cam newton are treated opposed to joe burrow
1: yeah and i would also add that i mean we typically do this with white quarterbacks also and it got us to an interesting place with aaron Rodgers. you know what i mean like (laughs) he was somebody who A lot of people, not saying he transcended race, but he was also very cool and he was also quote-unquote acceptable. And then we started hearing some of his thoughts on a lot of different things, and uh, that went south very quickly. As it pertains to Joe Burrow, look, the reaction to him is the reason why I so badly wanted the Bengals to lose and why I bet, not bet the house on the Rams. I didn't go that extreme, but I bet on the Rams. And, you know, money line under the whole shit nailed it nailed it nailed it and look part of a big part of it was just everyone just overreacting to joe burrow calling him joe cool and posting pictures of him with the fucking cigars and you know posting all of his suits and saying that he's you know this dad and the third when the bengals honestly aren't even that good like they're statistically like average or above average team who they're not better than the bills and they're not better than uh the chiefs and they're probably not going to be better than the Ravens next year if Lamar Jackson could remain healthy. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. But I think that people were just doing too much with Joe Burrow the last couple of weeks. This being an example of that. No, he does not transcend race. That shit was pretty ridiculous. But I get it. You know what I mean? Like we're in this climate where it's like uh, some white people feel like we have to overcompensate. And they feel like they have to overcompensate by saying that hey Joe Burrow's for everybody like he's not just for us he's for you guys too and a lot of people as you can tell aren't willing to accept that so i think that the Joe Burrow hysteria uh, i'm glad that it's sort of come and gone for now i'm sure that it's going to be on full tilt again next year and if the Bengals go 9 and 8 that'll be uh that'll be a lot better uh, for the rest of us who aren't really uh you know eager to see everyone get behind a new great white hope quarterback just because he just happens to be the next one in line who appears to be really good that people are going to do too much with. It's like, yo, we can never let people just develop. We can never let people just progress at the rate like they should be. It's always has to be like, yo, this person is top this or whatever that or whatever. And lastly, to everybody saying, yo, Joe Burrow will definitely be back. Um, You know, Dan Marino, second year, and he was a lot colder than Joe Burrow was. Second year, got to the Super Bowl, good Dolphins team. I'm sure people assumed he'd be back and he never got to the Super Bowl again. He didn't even get to the playoffs all that often. And this is the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not so sure that ownership is going to be eager to spend and spend and get the talent around that they need. They obviously need an offensive line. They need to upgrade on defense. And look, Odell Beckham
0: doesn't get hurt. I think that this could have been potentially a blowout very early. So I I agree. I agree with you on all that Hit nail on the head. I just think. We've been doing too much with Joe Burrow and this and people, as Brian said, taking things way too far. Okay, when it comes to that, just way, way too far. Y'all don't have to do this much. We don't have to do this. I like Joe Burrow, but like sometimes it's too far. And just like the, the differences in how black quarterbacks don't get the opportunity to be expressive when they're expressive. It's a problem. It takes away from how they can be on the field. Or what they can do it's like oh are they doing too much when white quarterbacks are expressive they get praised and exalted like joe burrow and i just think that's 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 a problem it's like why well, can't both just be expressive i have no problem with joe burrow being expressive let him do his thing but when it's a black quarterback they don't it, it would be a problem or a distraction from the team and nobody seems to say that about joe burrow at all are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports well look no further than prize picks prize picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game why because it's so easy to use and win you can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day right now we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of a heart style podcast all you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code backpack prize picks will match your first deposit Up to $100. That's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So, join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. Download the Prize Picks app today. We're going to do a deep dive into the NBA trade deadline, but Brian and I have exhausted across various platforms talking about this. Um, But, you know, the big trade that occurred last week was obviously James Harden being traded to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry, and two picks. It was really good. Now there's uh, some stuff that's come out around the trade and what's been going on. There was an article written by Jake Fisher uh, of the Bleacher Report who talked about inside Kevin Durant's role in the Brooklyn Nets James Harden trade. And to sum this up for you, pretty much it talks about the fact of how James Harden was not happy, and I believe rightfully so, because Kyrie Irving Refused to take the uh, vaccine, but Kevin Durant had some issues with him. He's the one that sort of told management, All right, go ahead with the trade on Thursday. Once he realized that James Harden was out, look, we know James Harden sulked a bit on this, sulked on his way out, wasn't the best teammate, sort of similar to what he did in Houston. But I do think he had a legitimate reason to be unhappy here and want out. It wasn't that crazy to me to think that at all whatsoever. Yo, B, what did you think about James Harden? and how everything went down, and also, you know, how KD kind of gave the green light for this trade to be, knowing that James Harden did not want to be here anymore. Why are we making Kyrie Irving a sympathetic figure? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, that's part of my issue with this stuff coming out. Right, like, it kind of lets Kyrie off the hook. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, It's it's like, I'm just... Look, you know me. I'm not caping for either of these dudes in particular. Um, Just because of how they seem to go about their business. James Harden's always had like, you know, rumors of being selfish and overly selfish. And I just hated his style of basketball in Houston uh, because <clears throat> I like, I'm going to sound old and white here, which I'm not, but I like team basketball. Oh. That just sounds nasty, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I would say this, like with the James Harden thing, um, just, you know, I, I was not a fan of his basketball style in Houston. So, I wasn't necessarily somebody who, and I'm not necessarily somebody who, like, you know, automatically crowns them top five this or best shooting guard that, or whatever the case may be. And with Kyrie Irving, we've spoke about that how many times already, Dex. So, we don't even need to get into that and rehash all that. But I will say, right. like, it seems to me that what people are doing is taking this situation and painting James Harden as the bad guy for not getting his way and forcing out which, you know, there's something to be said for how he reacts when he doesn't get his way. But he also has been said to have said this is not what he signed up for in various different ways. And that sort of combined with Kyrie Irving, which is this is the part that he didn't sign up for, Kyrie Irving not getting vaccinated and then just being able to play whenever he wanted, being, as our boy Jamal Murphy put it, coddled, by the Nets organization, being somebody who gets to do what he wants, play what he wants, not get vaccinated, and all of a sudden everyone is like, "Oh, but Kyrie should be allowed to play," you know, because you know, because you can play anywhere else, and the home, the uh, the players who are unvaccinated, like Justin Holiday, they get to play at Barclays Center when they come, but Kyrie can't play, and we're hearing people talk about like New York should change the law, and it's like, nah. They shouldn't. As a matter of fact, I think it should be the other way. I think that if you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't play. I think that all the other states outside of New York and California or wherever they have these laws, right? Everyone else has laws where if you're unvaccinated, it doesn't matter. It's like, nah, because guess what? If that was the case, we'd probably be out of this pandemic. Because if, a lot yeah. mo- if we had a lot more vaccine mandates and shit wasn't just so gray and cloudy, if it was just black and white. One of the instances where I don't really want new ones, where I actually think this should be black and white. It's like, yo, if you're vaccinated, we could actually move on from this pandemic in theory, right? Because we've seen the statistics about the vaccine saving lives and we don't have to get through the whole rabbit hole or whatever. But it's clear that it's working because you know why the numbers have dropped? Because people have actually gotten vaccinated. And it's not like 2020 where motherfuckers were just dying left and right because we didn't have any vaccines left. And if you have, then that's kind of been your prerogative, right? So the whole thing with this is like, all right. The simple solution to Kyrie Irving and James Harden's situation is that if Kyrie got vaccinated, James Harden still might be there because he would have been vaccinated. He would have been playing this entire time. They would have been working out their chemistry. It wouldn't be this part-time situation that James Harden was clearly fed up with, but everything coming out seems to be slanted in Kyrie's favor. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. We're doing a lot of things now, Dex, like just in general. And I'm not saying this at Jake Fisher or anybody in particular, but we're like. I don't know what discussions we're having anymore as it relates to Kyrie Irving, as it relates to James Harden, as it relates to, I guess, the Ben Simmons portion of this, as it relates to, you know, like just everything surrounding this scenario. I don't even know what we're doing because people are just taking sides with everything. And people are just deciding that being on Kyrie's side is the right side. And I don't think that makes a lot of sense where it's like, yo, if he got vaccinated,
0: a lot of this, in theory, could have been avoided. It's really simple to me, like, in terms of sides. Like, either you care about public health or you don't, right? Like, it did. there's really no – like you said, there's no gray area on this. And some things there are not. Either you care about public health or you don't. I would say either you care about people or you don't. It's just – that's just what it is. Kyrie doing what he does and the choices he's made, uh, which he really has never been clear on anything, has shown to me he doesn't care about uh, public health. He doesn't care about his teammates and the goal of what they're trying to do. I spoke with Michael Grady about this yesterday in the NBA Exchange about him not being there, Kyrie specifically, and the lack of continuity. What I like to be clear is I understand James Harden maybe didn't handle this the best way. Yo, did it. Here's the
1: thing though. Like Sean Marks came out the other day and was basically like, "Oh, we, you know, we want to get this settled." Speaking on behalf of Kyrie, almost like Kyrie,
0: Kyrie's, and and he also then he also say. Oh, nobody's more frustrated than Kyrie that he can't play. Yeah. Because he can't play. He can. You know how he could play? Get that jab. That's all he's got to do. He can. Like, like, you don't, like even oh. a, you don't even need all three of them. Appa- right. Apparently, he, you just need one. He can go get that Johnson to Johnson and keep him moving. So I don't like I don't feel that. Yeah, bad the Johnson Johnson. He don't even
1: need the good one. He can just get right. that one.
0: <laughs> he can go, he, he can go do that. And so my oh. thing is that look, here's my issue. People are slamming James Harden for how he handled it, and I'm not saying he handled it in the best way. I'm not saying that. I understand why you might not feel that he handled it in the best way. But here's the thing. James Harden came to a situation where he was trying to win a championship. James Harden was lifting a lot of the heavy load in Houston for years. Anybody who knows anything in sports, if you, there's a time where you can't lift a heavy load as much as you could offensively for a team as you get older. Father time c- catches us all. He came to Brooklyn playing with two other stars, and he figured, like, okay, it'd be easier. Now this year, he's playing with another star, and one of them is doesn't want to play. In this article by Jake Fisher, we learned that KD went to management and lobbied for them to lift their stance on not letting Kyrie being a part-time player, which, remember, we all lauded the Nets for standing in that ground before. Then they decided to change it, because KD, who basically runs the team, came and said, nah, this is not how I want it to go. Okay, fine. You got to look at it from a worker's perspective, people, the people who are banging on James Harden and somehow uplifting Kyrie. Think about this at your job. Whatever it is you do, whatever profession you do, it doesn't matter. Do you want somebody there part-time and they're being treated differently? I'm not naive enough to know that everybody doesn't get treated the same at every job. I know that, right? There's hierarchies. Stars at certain jobs, people who bring more value to the table, certain jobs get treated differently. But the one thing that people want to know that work there, even we can accept that everybody doesn't get treated the same way, is that they're all in. Kyrie hasn't been all in. And James Harden was like, I'm all in. I'm showing up. I play hurt. I do all this stuff. And this dude can't get the jab. Yeah, he was pissed. And he had a right to be pissed. And he had a right to say, this is not the work environment I choose to be in anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. People do that every day. I don't care if you're getting paid millions of dollars or minimum wage. If something doesn't serve you, you have a right to say, I don't want to do this anymore. If you're in a toxic work environment and the people around you aren't all in and supporting you for what you want to do, you have a right to say, I don't want to do that anymore. And that's what he did. It just came in the form of a trade. He's James Harden should not be the villain here, like Brian said. He should not be the villain here. And y'all who are defending Kyrie on this, shame on you. Because you're letting them off the hook. You don't seem to care about public health as much either. You're letting them off the hook here. Brian, you're 100% right. Kyrie is the root of the problem here. We can't ignore that. He's the root. I do believe if Kyrie got the jab and was playing, everything would be fine. James Harden would still be here. The Nets would have been building their chemistry and continuity and they still would be championship favorites. I I truly believe that. He's the root of the problem and I don't fault James Harden. In fact, I'm defending James Harden here. not saying I liked how he went out not saying I'm here for right. quitting on his team on your teammates, but if you're gonna get on James Harden for quitting on his teammates, what's Kyrie Irving doing? <laughs> right, and it's like,
1: yo, like nobody watching or listening to this would be down with an employee in their office who not is part time, but is part time and gets to do whatever they want while right. getting paid more wow you know what i mean just getting to getting coddled and all these things like nobody if they were in james harden's situation and they had a kyrie irving in their offices they don't look they don't look at it this way but nobody will be down with that they don't look at it this way because they don't look at sports as a workplace they look at sports as something that's again an escape from reality that they can analyze and dissect and tune in and tune out whenever they want and use to you know potentially medicate or whatever the fuck (laughs) they got going on like that's sort of what it is and for Kyrie Irving and for James Harden and for this situation, like yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm not I'm not team either of these dudes. But like, I would be more inclined uh, to be sympathetic towards James Harden if anybody, because again, that's not what he signed up for. Kevin Durant didn't want him to go, uh, per Jake Fisher's report, and he ended up being like, "Look, oh well, like this didn't work out," and now. We'll see with Ben Simmons if this works out because I have some questions there too. Because one, we haven't seen Ben Simmons in a while. And two, I mean, look, there's an interesting personality dy- dynamic there from what we know about all three of these dudes. And shit, Kyrie Irving's in a contract year. We don't even know how much longer he's going to be there anyway. And that's the part, Dex, that's going to be interesting to me. Like what? Because he's probably going to opt in, even if he, but I, I shouldn't say that because, you know, he does whatever Kyrie does, right? Mm-hmm. The end of the season is going to be indicative of like a lot. So we'll see what happens there. If they just I you know what I think they should do. Just <laughs> run with the Ben Simmons Kevin Durant thing, figure that out and see what goes on from there. But
0: they've sort of bended over backwards for Kyrie Irving since he walked into that door it seems like. So we shall we shall see. All right, we got a couple quick things to get to before we do a one time for your mind. Uh Winter Olympics, I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched a second of the Winter Olympics. Not <laughs> at all, weather. <once> <laughs> Outside of, if you see me, I've been doing some updates uh, for the New York Post and S the Winter Olympics. Outside of that, shout out to Erin Jackson, a uh, black woman who won the 500 mm, in yeah. short track meeting, short track speed skating. And I had done a story with her last month. A really uh, nice sister that I had talked to. She came over from inline skating. She won the 500 meters. She was the first American to medal in that race since 2002. First person to win the gold since 1994. And then obviously the first black person uh male or female to win that race ever so shout out to her for black history month but tying in with black people in the olympics a story that came out russian figure skater is still getting to compete despite having a failed drug test the skater her name is i want to bring this up because i forgot it uh camila valeva that's made that sound a lot more latino than it did russian (laughs) Um, so i apologize (laughs) if i mess her name but camila i (laughs) believe not her name uh, I don't think it's Valeva. I'm sure it's not that. Um, I'm sure my Latino brothers and sisters, including Brian, are shaking their head at me for that because, you know, her name doesn't sound like that. She's Russian, um, yeah. She is Russian, so it is, it is not that. Um, she took a drug test back in December. She failed the drug test for a uh, heart medication that actually is known to, like, help your heart rate when you're competing, Brian. So she failed it back in December, well before the Winter Olympics, which started at the beginning of this month, and she was allowed to compete. Uh, but this came out recently. Now, a lot of the talk then comes back to Shikari Richardson, if you remember, black woman, in the US, and, th- and was not allowed to compete in the Olympics because she failed a drug test for smoking some marijuana. And Richardson tweeted this: Can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation of mine? A mother died. She referenced the reason she started smoking some weed and I can't run. I was also favored to place in the top three. The only difference I see is I'm a black young lady. Now, look, man, (laughs) there's a lot. I'm not going to go too long on this because we got to move. There's a lot going on here. But for me, one, it's pretty simple for me on a couple of things. This is the International Olympic Committee. If you know anything about the Olympics and the IOC, they are. Are shady as hell. Oh, <laughs> Brian, you smiling? You know it. All kinds of shady business dealings from what we saw them happen in Athens in 2004 with those games and how they've got all these uh, white elephants, these stadiums that were built and no longer in use. Look at what how things were handled in Rio. There's obviously a lot of criticism by them having these games in China with all the human rights violations that are going on over there, right? We can also go back to to Sochi uh, and, and Russia. And it's tied into IOC is shady. I don't trust the IOC on anything. They knew that this this woman, this Russian woman, is a star. She's favored to be in the top three. She's going to bring a lot of national attention for Russia and competing uh, in figure skating. Um, she helped in the team round. Now she's doing the individual uh, si- situations, and it's going to be allowed to compete in that. Now they did not have medal ceremonies for the rate for the uh, competitions that she was in thus far. The IOC said they're still. Quote, figuring out what they're going to do with it and are holding off these medal ceremonies. So, shame to the people who got bronze and silver that can't even get their medals in a ceremony they waited their whole lives to do because we're going to pan into this. And then you look, so it's one part, you got the shadiness of the IOC. Second part, you can't ignore the race stuff here. Now, it is different because the USOC made the decision on Shikari Richardson, not the IOC. But look, Shikari Richardson smoked some weed. Do I think she should have been allowed to run? Yep. <laughs> the rules. She, did broke the, she broke the rules. Weed, from what I know, it just helps her relax a little bit. It's not a performance enhancer. It doesn't affect what she does on the track. This, what this woman took, whether no they said some of the rules have been uh, leaning on her because I believe she's only 16 years old, this young woman. So she's only 16. So the rules were a little bit lenient, but she broke the rules. If we're going to keep it strict with call you broke the rules. she shouldn't smoke some weed. This woman broke the rules for something that actually could affect her performance. Yo, she should not be competing. Shikari brings up a fair question. Do I think race is a factor in here? Yes, because it's the world. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Do I think the IOC is at blame here? Yes, because they've proven to be shady. We know what they are. So when you combine those two things, it doesn't look good. That's all I got to say on that.
1: Yeah, I don't have a ton to add here. Uh, I would just say that... uh... If if you do smoke weed, yes, you should be allowed to run. Though I will contest that it probably won't help you. Uh, from what we know about weed, depending on <laughs> well, you know, well, hope you don't smoke it right before the race. Right, ends. you know what I'm saying? Like you can't be like Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? Like he 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 puffed some shit and he went out and performed this halftime show. A Halftime show is different from 100 meter dash. Uh very different. <laughs> so you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see Shikari Richardson run again at some point because it's unfortunate when she did come back last year. Dex, if you remember she got mm-hmm. dusted she finished like yeah, a last yeah, place didn't look good. and, and she then uh, Yeah. and then the oh, everyone from jamaica was making fun of her because there was a little controversy about a tweet she liked that was offensive to jamaicans um so she was in the mix a little bit there so we'll see if she uh could reclaim her status as being one of the top american sprinters because it's kind of been i don't want to say downhill ever since uh the the, the initial olympic ban and it's unfortunate because she's somebody who's very young but look these windows aren't very open for anybody, but right. especially for sprinting, right? Like Usain Bolt is a one in a million. Alison Felix, somebody else she went at, is a one in a million phenomenon where like you're able to compete at a high level and win goals in multiple Olympics. So she was also robbed of the opportunity of that. I don't think that should be lost in anybody as well. So, you know, hopefully she's been training and, uh, you know, being able to uh, reclaim sort of her uh, her status at one point and um, you know hopefully she's also not in another Kanye commercial. I point that out as well because that was uh, that was interesting. Well it was a beats commercial with yeah. Kanye's music. You know, it. like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you everybody, got- everybody got hyped. They were like, oh shit, Shakari Richardson, Donda coming out. And I'm like, shit. I don't know if that's the alliance that I want to see
0: heard. But Shakari Richardson Richardson wanted them checks. I ain't mad at her for that. Uh,
1: She had no say over the song.
0: I'm just playing it. I'm just playing it. IOC always talks about maintaining fairness. Do the right thing here. Uh, Last stop before we get to our one time for your mind, real quick. This involves uh, back to some hip hop. Versus will no longer be free. Yeah, this, was, this is
1: news to me when you put this on the rundown.
0: Yeah, this is uh I saw this. Now there was a versus the day we recorded this and dropping this podcast, Tuesday, February fifteenth, which uh Anthony Hamilton versus Music Soul Child. I'm a big Music Soul Child fan. Uh Ooh, I, was, I like uh, Anthony yeah. Hamilton. Oh no, Music Soul Child's gonna get him up out of here. That's you think it. so? Yes. He, he might. might. He might. Yeah. <laughs> um, he Music might. Um Music Soulchild, what about tonight? Oh, I'm not gonna watch Tuesday, that. February 15th. Yeah, well, well, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts on this because you and I talk a lot about subscription-based services and paying for media. You and I have had conversations on this podcast. We've had conversations off this podcast uh, about this. And so, real quick on this, Versus will no longer be free. I generally never have a problem with media outlets and independent entities that eventually say, okay, we have to charge for this, especially if the content is good. Generally don't have a problem for that. However, your medium and how you're getting this stuff out matters. Now, backtrack people don't know if you've been under a hole, if you've been in the rock, if you're not minority, you might not know this or a hip-hop fan. Versus was started early during the pandemic. It was basically having one artist put up their catalog against another's artist and for a battle. And it started off on IG Live, right? Good. Then it grew and it expanded and the production grew and it was on Apple Music, which I thought was a fantastic home from it. Also should be noted, this was started by Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Perfect home for it. I thought it was really great. Um, and then eventually they signed a deal with Triller, which I'm going to be honest, before that I had never heard of Triller uh, at all whatsoever. And I'm still actually not sure why I would look at Triller other than Versus, to be kind of honest. Like, I really don't know. Like, I know they do some stuff around fighting unboxing which i'm sure brian knows but other than that i don't know why i would look at it all whatsoever <laughs> so now they've been on there they've been doing that with Triller. i think since about what well, last summer they've been doing some stuff the last verses, which was three six mafia versus bone thugs and harmony which i did not watch in its entirety apparently at the end of the verses they put up a message announcing to people that the next verses you would have to pay for but b you know how these things go and if something like that that's live, people are logging off. They ain't really looking for that. So I think, number one, that was a poor way to announce it. So now more news has come back out that it is not free. You have to pay for this versus that is coming up Tuesday, February 15th, the day we're dropping this. Anthony Hamilton, as I said, versus Music Soul Child. And some people are pissed off about it, right? And, and, and I get all that. Not mad at them charging, but I do think the platform you have matters. And B, I want to hear your reaction to this. When they were in the Apple ecosystem, and you could still also watch it, oh, that's another note, put, point I should put out to this. Because they're charging for it now on Triller, you Triller, it'll no longer be on IG Live because that was always the option for people. Even when it was on Apple Music, you could watch it on IG Live. IG Live versus done. Not happening anymore. So you don't have that access. Now, and let me also be clear because people might be like, well, what are you losing? When it's on IG Live, you're not getting the widescreen. You're not able to see... The full element of everything that's going on. You're seeing it in a vertical view as you would. Okay, fine. (sighs) I'm rooting for Versus, rooting for Tim and Swiss. I think the mistake they made here was going with Triller. That's the mistake they made. When it was in the Apple ecosystem, there's enough people who have Apple. A lot of people, millions of people have iPhones, right? A lot of people have iPhones, even if you don't you can still then get it on IG. So even if you were an Android user, but they were getting a lot of people and it was built into Apple Music where you already have subscribers. So you were linked with a company that can distribute something for you and help with the production, but they already are adding this into what people are paying for description. I'm an Apple Music user. So I already pay for this, whatever, per month. And now this is just not a, b- a bonus. So people are going to see the value in it. Hell, even if you raise the Apple Music price, Subscription price by a dollar, people still be like, Okay, whatever, paying for the Versus, it's fine. When you put it on Triller, a platform that nobody really uses for anything, um, it's going to be hard to get to people to pay for this because they're paying for Triller and people don't understand why they're paying for Triller. So, the cost of it is $299. Do I think people are going to pay $299 for a Versus? Yeah, one off every now and then, and there is a 14 day free trial if you want. But you're really asking them to invest in Triller. And I don't think that people are going to be willing to do this. So what I'm interested in seeing, Brian, is what are the numbers going to be like for this latest versus? Because this is how companies do all the time. They got to experiment. They want to basically see, will people be willing to pay for this product, right? And it's interesting. I think people are willing to pay for versus. I just don't think people are willing to pay for versus on Triller. How do you feel about this? I think that a lot of people are also just kind of like over the
1: concept like <clears throat> i don't see verses getting the same buzz now generally speaking excuse me <clears throat> i'm having a bad day with the Flem man i ain't gonna lie to you. um <laughs> i think a lot of people are just not necessarily over the concept in terms of like they're never going to tune into another versus but like even for me it's gonna take me a minute to remember certain things or just want to tune into certain things so now if you're talking about money, even if it's a very small transaction, there are not a lot of things that I'm going to be willing to pay $3.99 for, or $2.99 for, right? <laughs> as, a, as somebody who just, you know, is not very, uh, not someone who's going to spend a lot of their money. So Dude. like I'm looking at the list of verses. There's been 37 in total, apparently. It was according to the Wiki. Bone Thugs and Harmony and 3-6 Mafia was the last one. Uh, that happened. That was in December. Dex, I don't even remember that one until you brought it up. I didn't even remember that one. And I'm somebody who likes 3-6 and Bone Thugs. Not like that. Not enough to be like, oh, okay, Like I'm going to definitely set aside everything I'm doing and tune in. There was something else going on that day that I'm sure I tuned into. Chaka Khan and Stephanie Mills. I'm not the demographic for that. Uh, KRS won a Big Daddy Kane. I saw that. I saw it after the fact, though. I didn't watch it live. Somebody just uploaded it to YouTube, saw it. Fat Joe and Ja Rule, that's right in my demographic. I still haven't actually watched it. Dex, did you see that one, Fat Joe and Ja Rule? I, I, I watched about half of it. It was decent. It was solid. This is the last one that I like sat down and like watched, watched, and analyzed and live tweeted, and you know where I'm going, and it's the locks and dipset. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, a class, that's, that's a classic one. It's an all time great now. That's
1: one of the best. Like when you think about verses, it might be the first one you think about, honestly. It might be because it was in an arena when it happened. We were not out of COVID, but things were looking a lot better because it was August. Yeah. Um, they were packing too many people into that stadium, though, yeah. or arena, rather. And it, and it was the theater, Theater of Massacre Garden, yeah. And Jada Kiss was legendary. Um, And before that, Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown, Bow Wow, Soldier
0: Boy. I didn't even know Bow Wow and Soldier Boy did it first. Yeah, I, I, knew, that. That. Yeah, I knew that. It. Last year, like, you made a good point about the... Eve Trina. Yeah, which I didn't watch either. Didn't watch his Swiss Beats
1: versus Timberland had a rematch. I didn't know that. SVW versus escape, Red Man, Man, Methylman.
0: Don't don't put no disrespect on SWV. But uh I did watch, I did watch that one. You said SVW. (laughs) (laughs) Like Law and Order or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Special victim to SVU. no, I was like, no, you're not, you're not going to disrespect one of my favorite groups. I did watch SWC. So you got me almost said SVW. SWC versus <laughs> Escape. Um, I did watch that one.
1: Red Man, Method Man, I didn't watch because it wasn't a battle. It was just kind of like a celebration. I love them dudes, but I was cool. Earth, Wind & Fire versus Isley Brothers. Again, not I the watched, demographic. I watched that, and that was fantastic. Not <laughs> the demographic, but I'm sure yes. it was great. Ray, Ray and Ghostface. I watched that, obviously, because that was I'm really the demographic good, for that. Yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, like, but, but 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 there I mean, hasn't
1: been a lot of D'Angelo and friends, Ashanti, oh, Keisha Cole. I love oh. the D'Angelo one. That should get posted on a couple of times. Yep. And then and then if you go and then other than that, you're basically back in 2020. I just read you all of
0: 2021. 2020 had better matchups, and I think a lot of it is the interest was it, and we needed stuff more at that time. So I hear your point. And I it was IG think... live
1: still. And my whole yeah. thing is this: like now I'm at the point where I think other people are just having. I've talked to a couple people about like you know the whole versus concept. And for me, it's like you—you you, if you're gonna get me to sit down and watch it and like make it appointment television or whatever, like you're gonna need to swing bigger here. And for me, it's like I don't necessarily—I'm not saying like I'm not tuning in unless it's Jay Z or Nas because I know that that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm gonna—I'm gonna need more than what's going on here, right? Like we've heard rumors about a couple of different things. And I'm actually going to pull up a list of upcoming battles. And I know you wanted to chime back in here. So I'm going to do that because I'm going to see, like maybe there's something that's coming up. I, don't, we'll even get know.
0: I don't even know what they have that's coming up. I, I don't, I don't really even pay attention that much it, um, down, down the road as much anymore. Like, you know, i talk to one of my friends about it when, the, you know, like it's just like anything else, like boxing, any of these sports, there's going to be some good matchups and there's going to be some duds. Everything is not going to be a hit. Like and I'm well aware of that. Like I don't think the matchups in 2021 were as good as 2020. I agree with that. You know I think except I do think there was a I think there were some really good ones in 2020. I love the Beady Man, um and Bouncy Killer. That was one of my favorites. Uh I love the Locks and and uh, Dipset. That was great. SMV Escape was dope. Um this you know there's been some good ones. It is what it is. I do think you're right about losing interest and I also think that for a lot of younger fans. You know, because unless you hit people in certain demographics, sometimes people are going to be willing to pay, but not everybody. Like, would I pay for the music Soul Child one? Probably, because I like music Soul Child. But I'm not sure I will tonight, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I know. And I know we got to we got to move on to get these one time frame minds, because I got to get out of here. But, um, yeah. Lil' we'll, we'll, Kim we'll says
1: she's willing to do one against. I uh, saw
0: that against against, against Foxes. Or Nicki Minaj. Forget,
1: or no, not against Nicki Minaj. She said, "I don't think she's Foxy she said Brown." Me. I think it was Foxy yeah. Brown, which is a I, matchup. So I pay for that. I probably pay for get you. Probably get
0: my two ninety nine. Lil' yep, Kim, I'm, Foxy Brown. You probably get my two ninety nine. I'm there for that. I'm there for that. That's you know swinging what? big for me. I will say this before we move on real quick because we got to wrap. But I think that if you get better matchups, that there's a high demand for people to see, then you'll get people to pay. See, what I'm interested to see is if this bombs, where they have people pay for this one? and people don't pay, they're going to have to start saying to themselves, we're going to have to bring A-list matchups all the time to get people to pay. I do think if your matchups are great, you'll get people to pay. I do think that, but you just can't, you know, for what people have seen where it's been sort of up and down, which was to be expected, and the platform being Triller. nah, man, I don't see it happening. I'm not not mad at them trying to get the money. I support that. I do, and I love what Tim and Swiss has done, but I just think it would have been easier if it already was in a platform where, People who are already enrolled or coming to where the subscription, like an Apple Music, and and it's
1: kind of past its peak in my estimation, unless they can get some like what you said, some of these A-list battles. Look, whatever fucking Nas and Jay want, whatever I don't care, whatever amount of money they want to do it, or Eminem, whatever, do it. Like that's
0: that's where I'm at with chiller at this point. Well, if you want to do that and no, I with versus I, I should say and, and it'll be interesting what the price point will be for people because I'll tell you what, for a versus they give me Jay and Nas, I'll pay seven ninety-nine for that. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even I'll pay, pay twenty dollars if you give me And Jay here's and the Nas. thing I'll pay I pay review money. I understand everybody can't afford that, so you have to come up with a price point that works. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes and how things go with versus. But for now, Versus no longer free. One time for your mind, one time. One time for your mind, one time. One time for your mind. I got some interesting stuff this week real quick. Brian uh, will be talking about a broadcaster who was turned into politics. And I will talk about how a uh, sheriff's office was asking people to snitch on Valentine's Day. And that ain't love. That ain't cool. Brian, what you got?
1: You know Michelle Tsefoya, right? Yep. She retired. She had this legendary uh, broadcasting career. Um, She was an NFL sideline reporter for many, many years, won Emmys, did the whole thing, uh, NBC, et cetera, et cetera. So um, the Athletic reported yesterday. Or not the Athletic. USA Today reported yesterday uh, on the Athletic repurposed it. Is the Athletic doing, like, they're just doing wire shit now also on top of all Mm -hmm. the other stuff they're doing? That's interesting. Uh, Michelle Tsefoya is going to co-chair a campaign for Minnesota Republican governor candidate and uh, she is venturing into politics as a Republican um, and to which I did find an interview several years ago from like 2015. She described herself in 2015 as a conservative person that has uh, libertarian strains and uh, she says she's a pro-choice conservative. Dexter, yes, put yourself on the screen. Got to see your facial reaction to this. Uh- <laughs> So Michelle Tafoya is getting into politics and apparently, um, yeah, she, she announced this yesterday, uh, Monday and, uh, that she was going to co-chair political campaign for a businessman an army veteran, Kendall Qualls, um, who was running for, uh, governor as a Republican in Minnesota. And, uh, Michelle Tafoya says she's, this is absolutely, uh, her decision. And she was... She had been wanting to do this earlier in her career, but she ended up staying on broadcasting. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is very interesting, Dex, because, like, you know, I, I we, we saw this with, like, to, to, I don't know if it's a lesser degree, more degree, but we kind of saw this with Britt McKendry, where, uh, yeah, you know, she wanted to pursue some other things outside of reporting. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's another example of a reporter who, um, is reporting anti a lot of the things they reported on if that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm.
0: you know what i'm getting at mm-hmm. i'm kind of talking around to here well, so, but, I hey. mean, some, some people are going to use their platforms to get in the spaces to get to agendas and stuff they want to do i don't know michelle Tefoy's reasoning for fully for wanting to get in politics like she said she wants to use before like why i would, I would love to know more about what change she hopes to Minnesota's an interesting or,
1: place for that too
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued into, into that. You know, I'm, I'm listening. I, I don't, if you're trying to do things to make it better for people, God bless you. If that's what you're trying to do, um, you know, I will, I think there's something to be said that the party she's aligned herself with is, hasn't necessarily shown that, but, uh, if that's what you're trying to do, cool. It's fine. Like maybe her platform before her previous career helps her. Um, people have, free to choose and do whatever they want to a career. I just hope they're doing it for the right reasons. That's really all I got to (laughs) say. I really got much more. No further comment from me. I'm just leaving that there because you can make your own interpretations. How you want. All right. My one time for your mind. Uh, Man, listen. Valentine's Day. Look, I don't, I'm not like a super Valentine's Day person. I'm here for the love of people and you doing what you want to do. But like, Joe, North Carolina Sheriff's Office, a North Carolina Sheriff's Office, they're out here trying to ruin Valentine's Day for people. North Carolina Sheriff's Office was giving people a chance on Valentine's Day weekend to show their exes, their former lovers, that they still, that they're still wanted by turning them in if they have outstanding warrants. Yes, people. <laughs> 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 How can you find Yes, people. That means that if you got an ex and you know they have some outstanding warrants, you can call up the Sheriff's Office. ATF's going to be at their door. First thing, so Shout out to my homegirl, Tiffany, who sent me this. And the first thing I said is, why would you do this? Why would you be thinking about your ex on Valentine's Day in the first place? I mean. She she gave me the response that was perfect. She was like, Dex, you know people are petty. She's right. She's right. Oh, I wasn't even going there. People are really petty. There's also other reasons I could see you probably thinking about your ex. It could be lonely. It could be, you know, what be some people miss things. that thing. Know what I'm saying? Some people miss that thing. Well, if you're making this call, you clearly don't miss that thing, right? <laughs> like if you're making this call, <laughs> clearly this is not what it is. But they got people doing this, and they called it a Valentine's Day weekend special, right? And they described it as a special too sweet to pass up. The offer was posted on Facebook. And it includes what the sheriff's office described as a set of limited edition platinum bracelets, okay, which were obviously handcuffs. Free transportation with a chauffeur and a one-night minimum stay in our luxurious five-star accommodations, which would be jail, which we know that it's not. Uh, it tops the offer with a special Valentine's dinner, blah, blah, blah. Operators are standing by and they had a picture with a set of heart-shaped handcuffs. So Some people laughed at this. They called it brilliant and hilarious. One person said this person that whoever came with this should get a raise, blah, blah. blah. Look, man, I, I'm not here to joke about people's freedom. I don't really think that's funny. I don't think it's funny. And I think this is wildly dangerous in all seriousness because what if you have a spiteful ex and you don't have a warrant and they just want to make this call? Or if you're the spiteful ex. Right? And no, but I'm just saying, your ex calls something on you, you got no warrants, and ATF comes pounding the door Telling you to open up and they're coming in and say, that's not, fu- that's not cool, man. That's not cool. In that's North cool. Carolina. Also. Yes. Some people are going to get got because people are just being petty. Like, and you can't, like, don't joke around with people's freedom. They, even if they got an outstanding warrant, you're going to do them like this? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah not Not cool with you asking people to be out here snitching. If you made this phone call on somebody for Valentine's Day, you have no love in your heart. You got no love in your heart at all, whatsoever. Shame there are a on. lot.
1: There are a lot more creative ways to get back to your ex if you really, if you really care about that stuff and are that kind of person.
0: Yeah, but you also, you, know. you also don't have to be. You also don't have to be that petty. All right, that's it for this episode of the hotel podcast episode 212 we covered a lot today yes uh that i hope you enjoyed i think there was a lot of good topics on this podcast that Brian even added or i added <laughs> Brian don't 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 be uh don't don't be calling uh the ATF for any exes, man don't do that i don't have X's. i'm cool good 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 for right. you Good for you. We don't don't have to worry about you enacting some ridiculous level of petty. You don't have to do that at all. Uh, But please continue to follow the podcast, support us in any way that you can. Also, be sure to check us out on Patreon. You can support us that way. As usual, always a huge thank you to all of our patrons. And be sure to check out our promotion partnership with prize picks that you saw a commercial for or listened to earlier in this episode. He's Brian Fonseca. I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all. Peace.